you being open and honest in all of your affairs is what you need to heal and other people need to hear your story. You are going to resonate with so many people. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Reminders Podcast. I'm just going lazy today. I just uh, got my phone propped up against my laptop. You can see my little reality transurfing sticker here. My world is taking care of me. Everything is going according to plan. Things are working out beautifully and will continue to do so with ease. This is a quote from the sticker in case you're wondering where that was coming from. Where is it? There it is. Isn't that cute? Yeah, check out Reality Transurfing TV. Renee Garcia. If you've ever heard me talk about um, importance levels and lowering them, <laughs> lowering importance levels, that's where I got that idea. It's from Renee Garcia. Reality Transurfing. Basically trying to, or attempting to, or making efforts to consciously tune into the timelines that we're experiencing. Yeah. Is this thing on? So I was thinking um, that it would be funny, potentially, it would be potentially funny if I had like a joke to say in these intros, but that would require me having something to say and figuring out a way of saying it in a funny way. So instead I'm just going to muse about how it might be funny if I were funny. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. So today's episode. <laughs> today's episode, I'm bringing on my new friend Lacey. Uh, Lacey and I connected through the Very Ape podcast and Discord community in particular. Um, I've maybe mentioned Very Ape before. Sean and Cass are the hosts, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a really casual really fun podcast. Highly recommend it. So Very Ape is a podcast as well as filmmakers. So they actually just put out a recent documentary called Wooks, um, which essentially documents the music festival, uh, the hippie festival scene. Um, I loved the documentary. I've watched it like four times. I've shown it to various people. Um, so highly recommend checking that out as well. A new project that they are embarking on is I can't remember the official title I want to say the family trip um but I heard about through their podcast that they're starting a new series docu-series of filming families taking psychedelic medicine together with the intention of facilitating familial therapy so for the pilot episode Lacey and her mom take MDMA together and yeah, I'm super excited to see this episode and see what all unfolds. But we have Lacey on the podcast today, sort of talking about the process and talking about how it has been a part of her own inspiration to be one who facilitates these types of therapeutic sessions with psychedelics. So very exciting stuff. Um, it was a really enjoyable conversation. This is the first time Lacey and I got to talk in real time, um, you know, outside of text chats and stuff like that. So it was really, really awesome to get to know her a little bit. And uh, yeah, I think we both had a really good time just vibing and chatting about um, what can potentially be a pretty groundbreaking and uh, a breakthrough type of 
endeavor in the in the mainstream to bring these types of medicines to the public in a way that isn't you know party vibes but is centered around healing and in particular family family healing familial uh generational trauma that's you know being put on the table and looked at and uh sorted through and felt through and uh, i'm sure it ended and proceeded with lots of hugs and affection and you know self-attention i think that's really what so much comes down to is that so many people are starved for attention and um you know i was talking about pretending to be funny earlier and uh <laughs> you know i love stand-up comedy it's one of my favorite art forms and it's it's pretty clear in that culture that it's it's a lot of people who have a lot of darkness and they're catalyzing that darkness into a way of engaging in self-expression that is both entertaining and exciting for other people entertaining but also um I'm trying to think of a word for joyous just the joy of laughter you know this is such a um beautiful beautiful experience of being human to just find ourselves belting out these sounds and these airways <laughs> you know like what what tickles that in us it's a beautiful thing about being human and to be able to do that artfully and skillfully on purpose evoking that type of response from people is just a really cool art form in my opinion but it's also like very clearly like there's a certain type of person psychologically that feels driven to go into such a thing to go into such an art form or um that type of performance and it's often that we're looking for attention like it's often that you know people that find themselves in clownish type of roles like they're uh they're not just playing the the role of the cosmic jester like poking fun at the uh overly serious levels of importance that people have uh fortified in in our reality where we're taking life so seriously not only just like tickling the the belly of the beast in that way but it's also like clearly that we want attention like we want to feel love and we want to feel valuable and if i can make someone laugh then then that makes me feel valuable in a certain sense and so anyway i've just been having this thought train lately of of giving attention to ourselves and um and that giving attention to other people is such a gift so anyway uh that's that's a half-baked uh ramble that i could definitely expand on in another time but um yeah speaking of just appreciate you sharing some attention with this podcast today and uh don't forget to redirect that inward either throughout this process throughout this podcast and or afterwards you know give yourself the care and attention that you need all right bringing on lacy let's hear it so i'm curious how did you end up getting connected with very ape to start out with just listening to their podcast and everything yeah um that's something that i think about also because it's really funny how synchronicities happen and then before you know it, you're like in it and you're like okay that's cool but i started listening when i was living out in denver and i was going through I feel like kind of a second midlife crisis at that point. And I just needed something to keep me busy, keep me working, keep me going. And I found the podcast and 
I'm really big on like manifestation. It's like, that'd be really cool to be able to meet these people and meet the group and actually be a part of, you know, a tribe of people that are there for you versus, you know, just kind of the flakiness that had been going on in my life. And then I moved back to Missouri and then they were talking about meeting up in Ohio. And I'm like, well, that is a 12 hour drive, but the kids and I are, we're amazing car riders and road trippers. So I went up there. We, me and the, my two girls went up there. Um, my son didn't go, but the girls went with me and the rest is history. And like, that was Nelson Ledges, right? Yeah. The best. Yeah. So good. I know it's my favorite venue for, for music festivals is the only time I've been there, but really? all of my favorite festivals have been at that venue. It just has a magic to the, to the property. We're going again this summer and I think it's going to be a yearly in Denver because it is, it truly is the best. And um, the girls were, the girls had so much fun and everybody had fun with the kids too. And I was a little um, nervous about that. Cause it's like, I'm going to be the only one of the kids, but my kids are cool. You know, yeah. my kids really are cool kids. <laughs> and um, like, yeah. Everybody loved them. So it, that's awesome. Like Sean told me, he goes, if you didn't bring the kids, I don't know if it would have been the same because my kids very much are old souls mm. and they will conversate with you about pretty much anything because, you know, they've lived um, difficult lives. You know, I have 10 years of uh, recovery from drugs. So gotcha. they've lived, you know, a difficult life in their first few years. And um, because of that, we have a very open relationship and I chat and talk with them about things and they also feel like they can trust me and talk about things. So um, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You said because of that, you have an open, more open dynamic right before you said that I was thinking, you know, a lot of times having, you know, difficult past or, or difficult early childhood years, I feel yeah. like that sometimes catapults people into a deeper awareness of, uh, you know, whatever spiritual journey or yeah. just the psyche kind of needing to develop or mature maybe like quicker than yeah. it would if we were in a more comfy, cozy existence for 20 years or whatever, and then start to get privy yeah. to the hardships of life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And because of that, they absolutely don't want to do certain things. You know, there are things that they talk about that, I mean, to be quite honest with you, like smoking weed, you know, mm. I don't, I don't have a problem with it because I was once their age and I was sneaking out of the house to go do it or I was lying to my parents to go do it. And doing that went down a very dark road and it's not like hey here go ahead and smoke that's not right. what i'm saying but it's like let's have these conversations so when and if you are ready i'm here for you guys like i don't want you to sneak out to go have fun with your friends um and i want them to be safe and you know there's all these things that go with that and i um like I'm open to it. I truly am open to them doing that. And them being comfortable with telling me is also really cool, you know, totally. because I did, at one point I thought that I had totally messed up everything. <laughs> so, um, 
knowing that they truly love me and truly like want to be respectful of my boundaries with them. Um, and they know that they can experience life, but not do it unsafe, unsafely. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a parent, so I can't speak from direct experience, but you know, from friends that I have that have children and just, you know, I'm, I'm an older brother. Like I'm a, a little bit older than my younger siblings, <clears throat> eight years and 14 years. Oh um, yeah. And I have pretty older, older siblings too. So, you know, just the family structure and everything, just kind of oh. looking at that, like guidance that, yeah. that happens. It's like, you don't want to make things a, a taboo or a, or a complex around things, even if, even if it is something that like caution should mm -hmm. be taken mm -hmm. in certain domains, it's like just getting to that level, which, you know, I applaud you at just having like these open conversations with, with your children and just yeah. like having that honesty being the, the foundation that the conversations are happening, not like this disciplinary, like, just don't do it. Just don't right. do it. Cause I said so or whatever. Right. And that's what is. my, that's what my parents did. And yeah. when they would find my stuff, they would take it, but then I would find it literally in this cabinet behind me, I would find it in this drawer and I would take it back, you know? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> You're smoking my shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, like, I didn't understand if it's so bad, then why are you doing it? You know? <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's, that's actually exactly behind yeah. me. But yeah, that's, um, I didn't want that for my kids. And I didn't want that relationship that I have with my parents. I want to break generational curses. I want them to know that you don't need to hide. You just, you don't need to do that because that results in dishonesty and mistrust. And there's, there's no need for that. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's just not a strong foundation to have your life and your, your relation to life and to family to be, you know, a foundation yeah. that isn't, that is based on this like sort of game of, you know, am I doing the right thing or am I doing exactly. the wrong thing? Like it should just, like you said, just kind of an honesty and recognizing things as they are, you know, like you said, these things are going to come up in life, whether yep. you present them to them or not, like they're going to come across weed. They're going to come across whatever else it may be, you know? Yep. The yeah. oldest one is 17. So, um, oh, there you, go. you know, that's definitely yeah. in his world, right? This, yeah. That's the, I mean, it's, there's no denying it. And it's like, you just be responsible. He's thank God not driving right now so that's like a good thing we don't have to cross that barrier but mm -hmm. he'll be 18 in november you know that's a yeah. very weird thing to say but also i mean it's life yeah exactly. i'm here to normalize things you know i did this documentary <laughs> yeah totally. Um, that's totally. crazy yeah absolutely yeah yeah and i, I definitely want to dive into that but i just want to say uh another thing that came to my mind is and you could probably speak more to this but i feel like the next generation of humans on earth right now are just like next level you're talking about your kids just being like old souls and stuff like i don't know did you see that too do you feel like it's it's like across the 100 yeah. percent. and with with my kids with their friends with also being a human design guide knowing that the year 2027 is going to be a evolution so there's going to be like our kids 
and certain um, types within human design who are here to raise the vibration even more. Um, it is, it's amazing how in tune my kids are. And then also like going on these ayahuasca retreats that I've been going on, um, I've been told by separate people that my kids all found me. Like they, they, and I know that we choose our parents, but at a very cosmic soul level, they chose me. My mom, she had um, two abortions before she had me. And those were my girls that I was told. And I have never told anybody this. And it blew my mind when I was at the last retreat because I'm like, you don't even know this. And I didn't know my mom had two abortions. I knew she had one. Mm. But she said that. And then I came back and then we filmed the documentary. And my mom said that. And I was and I was just like, holy shit. Like, my girls were absolutely supposed to be there. And my son, he just wanted to be, he wanted me to be his mom. Just, that's just how it was and all my kids are it's just amazing talking to my kids about certain things and I'm like how how do you know that but you're an old soul you're supposed to know that like you've done this before you know yeah yeah (laughs) and it's weird too because I've lived such a hard life and I've taken them through such hard times that it's like I'm still trying to figure out what that lesson is you know like why did i do that stuff and and Mm. and for me it's like maybe having those experiences i was supposed to have those so i know how to guide others going through that and i think i just have to have experiences in my life too and um so that's something that i'm currently like thinking about and like going through but these kids are amazing i don't know they're just they're amazing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. And you know, those, those lessons of the hardships, like, you know, it, it becomes more clear over time. I feel, mm-hmm. you know, I just mm-hmm. try to like, as often as I can ground myself into the trust of the way things happen, even when they're happening in a unpleasant way or, right. or when I'm, you know, going through a phase of like, just completely like losing that clarity, like even mm-hmm. that is a part of the process so Mm -hmm. that's kind of my fundamental spirituality is just trust you know trust in what is and uh not that um not to the point that things have to happen a certain way but just that they happen the way they happen and at some point we can gain enough self-awareness to make more conscious choices Absolutely. To more consciously choose our timelines, right? But each timeline is perfect in and of itself. Yep. And, and losing control, letting go of the control of forcing things to happen because we're not supposed, some of us in life are supposed to inform, like I am going to go do this while others are supposed to respond to our environment. So literally just learning to be peaceful and present in the moment will result in me responding to things. So it's like us having this conversation. I'm absolutely responding to what you're saying and vice versa. And that also ties into the human design stuff that I've really made valuable. Um, Sorry, my cats are playing. So hopefully that doesn't fall. Um, (laughs) I have four cats and 
They're not cats yet. They're kittens. So they're oh wow, <laughs> double truffle. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm like, what? Why did we do that? Like, I <laughs> love them all, but I'm like, oh my gosh! Um, yeah, it's a lot of energy. <laughs> it's so much energy, and they all are. They're so cute, and they all have their own different personality. But I moved this plant, and now they're like, "Ooh, we get to explore." And there's me right there too. So I'm just like, "Please be cool, guys." <laughs> Keep it cool. Keep it cool, kitties. Just please be cool. You know, of course, I'm on Zoom, and it's recording right now. <laughs> Sorry about that. Trust. There you go. But yeah, but we're all we're all supposed to be. <clears throat> Responding to our environment um, in different ways, you know, like not all of us are supposed to be informing people what we're doing. We're supposed to respond. Some people are literally supposed to wait for an invitation for things. So it is literally like, hey, do you want to do this with me? And then they can respond a certain way. And then there's others who literally go off of the moon cycle. So Mm. it takes people... Some people, literally 28 days to 30 days to make decisions about things. So um, I I definitely, um, and I know that's a tangent right there, so I'll try to get back onto that. But but yeah, that's um, learning how I respond, how my kids respond, how you respond, how everybody responds within our lives is um, beautiful and amazing. And that's that's super why I love doing like the human design stuff because it really puts in perspective like why I'm here because that was something that I literally growing up until I was probably 34. Um, it's just like, what's the point? Like, why am, why am I here? Like, what are we supposed to be doing? And with human design, it literally gave me that ease of stop questioning things. Like what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing. Um, answering the calls, like literally getting, like I have an inner monologue, but hearing a voice, like for my cleaning business, I was sleeping and it was October 4th of 2018. And I woke up and it's like, quit your job, start your own cleaning business. And Mm. like, okay. And I literally got up and I called my job. I was like, this is really crazy, but I'm quitting my job. And at that point, I had all the cards against me. Like there should have been no reason for me to quit the job that I was doing, but I quit. And now almost five years later, it's like I have two separate locations and things are flowing. And if I didn't respond to that, like where would I be? Yeah, don't even know. Right. Yeah, that that can be a challenge for I'll say people, but really, I mean myself (laughs) (laughs) to like trust the intuition and to actually like answer the call, you know? Yeah. 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 And actually it's it's a muscle to, to, to strengthen, right? It's just practicing answering the call, you know, saying yes. Now that we're talking about this, I will look at your human design because I do have it, but I feel like you're a manifesting generator. So when I look at your stuff, I'll send that to you and Definitely, we'll go over that. And I apologize for being. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I, I was, I was gonna say too. Um, I would love to do a whole nother episode and like really get in deep with human design because I have so many questions. I'm, I'm to even call myself a novice 
is mm. <laughs> not even I'm not even to the novice level. Mm. I'm like basically like I know the, the types, but that's about as far as I go. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So I would love to dive deep into that. One hundred percent. We can yeah. save that for a whole other we'll episode. Save that. Yeah, we'll save cool. that. We'll get back um, on cool. That. So yeah, let's let's dive into uh this this documentary that was that was made. So um yeah, just what can you tell me about it? I mean, I oh, all I know is from boy. from what I've heard from the Very Eight podcast that like yeah. is basically a pilot, right? That they're they're mm-hmm. trying to shop mm-hmm. to what a network? Is it supposed to be like a TV show or So yeah, know? they want to eventually pitch it to the streaming like Netflix, Hulu, Prime, gotcha. um, Peacock, whatever whoever HBO. I mean, I don't, I don't, gotcha. I don't want to go there because I'm like, I literally, we're here, we're doing it. And whether it's YouTube, people are going to watch it. And people who are entrepreneurs, who are mothers, who are recovering drug addicts, who are teachers, like my mom is, who are very public in their communities, mm-hmm. can also have such healing in one night doing um an mdma sitting like it and we also did a mushroom but i think they're focusing more on the mdma because there was a lot that happened mm-hmm. were those separate settings or same day yeah okay. yeah so we did the mdma here in um downstairs here in the living room and the mushroom trip was at an airbnb but Okay. That was very gentle. It was very yeah. like my mom went to bed. She didn't even like <laughs> she wasn't even awake. So me and gotcha. Michaela, the facilitator, we just stayed up and chatted. But MDMA, like where do I even start with that? Um, I had done it a few times beforehand, but that was back with my drug day, so it was different. Like I don't even yeah. count because it was different. Mm-hmm. This time we had. Uh, I just don't even know. It's such a heart opener. Um, Such love, such beauty, and really just all of the monkey mindset, the negativity that you can tell yourself just dissipates. And you're present, but it's literally like mm, the heart chakra is just open. And you really, and you really can go on like tangents and, you know, oh, this water bottle is so beautiful, like da da da. But like having a facilitator there to ask the questions and we're able to answer them in that setting is, was amazing. Um, so it was just you and your mom, right? Took the medicine. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Michaela also. Um, because, oh, okay. The facilitator. Yeah. And, okay. Same dosage. And, yeah, I think okay. I took I think I took the most. Um I'm going to have to ask how I don't even <laughs> remember how much I took, but it was and I don't <laughs> I don't know if they're going to have it in there, but there definitely my eye this eye was just buzzing, just going twitching, twitching, twitching. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying like I can't really look out of this eye cuz it's just going, you know, and um I is really that a common feel, thing with with MDMA? Has that happened to you before? It, it did, but they okay. all told me with larger doses that absolutely happens. So, um, 
Sean and Cass, they both were saying like that, that happens, you know? Mm-hmm. And I yeah. guess the night went just so quickly. Um, I really didn't want it to end. And looking back now, I'm just like, man, I, I miss the, I miss having, I kind of miss having that feeling. Um, because it was, I was able to talk to my mom about things that we haven't been able to talk about before. And for me, I've been working on myself for so many years that it's like, finally, she's catching up to what she should be doing and the relief she should be feeling. And that, and having MDMA just escalates um, your feelings, (laughs) you know? And it's so beautiful. And there's going to be one part of the documentary where the girls come down, you know, because they can tell that the energy shifted. And I, from what Cass said is that they were watching the monitor and they're like, we want to go down, you know? So they came downstairs and they just started telling about their their you know um perspective on the past and everything and um i cried a lot like i just feel like i cried this whole time so i i haven't watched the documentary yet so i don't know what to expect but mm-hmm. i really do think that everybody should sit with a facilitator and do um a few sessions of mdma yeah i feel you so or I'm even curious. Set setting, not even necessarily maybe a facilitator, but people you trust who you know will be there and even help guide you through things is is um is a is a must. I, I was curious about that. Have you had similar like set and setting with MDMA before? Have you had like sitting down with maybe a couple friends or something like that and having it being more of a heart opening? No? always go into the bar and yeah that's 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 just, the usual experience yeah, right yeah yeah, yeah totally totally um i also even before being asked to be on this documentary last year i was told again um you must because i've been microdosing psilocybin for almost five years now that'll be in june and um it's changed my whole brain like how I think of myself and how I think of life in general Mm -hmm. um without mushrooms I I really don't know where I would be right now because they have completely helped me get out of the darkest pit of emptiness that I've ever been in to being completely successful right now and I'm not even microdosing I'll microdose every once in a while but gotcha I don't need to do it, you know? And mm-hmm. from that, I was like, I have to help people. Like I, I just, it's, it's everything within me is I have to help people. And that's where it's beautiful, where the documentary comes in is cause like, Oh my gosh, that's going to be coming out. And, and now I'm having people, my friends are asking like, Hey, you know, do you know, can you help? You know, can how do I get, to feeling how you're feeling. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. and I, I, you know, it's so interesting that we're at this sort of precipice of culture too. I feel like you guys are pioneering a different way of approaching this type of medicine. You know, we're calling it medicine. Yeah. We call it drugs. You know, yeah. illegal no, drugs. So, you know, making that transition for the wider public to understand the therapeutic effect. And, you know, we don't even need to get into all the history of why these things have been right. demonized and all that uh, legally. You know, that's a whole dark history, of course, too. Yes. And completely yeah. unnecessary. Yeah. But it's, it's really inspiring and exciting to, to see this vision of the future of this being more of a accepted. And we, I mean, you and I already know that it's very powerful medicine. Yeah. So getting that word out. Is going to be extremely valuable. It's really, when you say it, it kind of just like makes me nervous again because I've always watched like Vice or Hamilton, you know, or just all these people who are absolutely doing what they need to be doing and providing. Like I'm into that stuff. But then when it comes to, People I know, they're like, no, I have no idea. So I'm like, how many people don't know about this stuff? And pioneering, that's a huge, that's a very big word. Like there's a lot that goes behind yeah. that, you know? Like, yeah. and, and I asked for it though. Like I truly have asked for a tribe of people that I can call family because even though I have my family, it's like a little bit different. I, I want a tribe of people who are my friends and family. And I want to be able to guide people through what I've gone through and help them and realize like, I have all of these things, outward things going for me that um, I don't want to lose, but I also can integrate what I'm doing every day to let people know, like, it's not that bad, you know? And I, and I have clients who work at the courthouse and stuff like that, that I used to get in trouble in, you know, that like my kid's dad has been to prison for weed and I've been in trouble for, you know, drugs and stuff like that. And, and now it's like coming full circle to a different angle on it. And there are repercussions on that too, you know? So it's like, I am definitely taking a risk, but I'm willing to do that because if it can literally change how society and the people who make the rules, um, if if there could be some change in that and possibly be a part of that, like I'm here for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, it is a big word and pioneering and, uh, you know, but luckily like it's no one individual that's doing it themselves, you know, like we're part of this community and it's, it's not even just the, the inner circle community that we're aware of or in direct connection with, you know, like these, this, this movement is happening across the world, you know, and it has been for decades, but it's, we're at a more exciting, more transparent moment in it where it it does feel like we're at this sort of precipice so definitely keeping like the heart and mind open for that like more ideal timeline you know because like you said anything can happen but i think if we trust where we're putting our feet and where we're putting our our actions you know i think that that (laughs) i think that because of how powerful it is in and of itself 
and not just MDMA, but you know, just family healing, um, yeah. psychedelics in general, you know, uh, those two domains and the, the Venn diagram of where they connect. Um, that's all so powerful and so needed, so mm-hmm. valuable right now. So I think that will, will carry through. And I think, you know, just like you were talking about how, you know, what's the lesson and the hardships that we go through, I think on a societal level, you know, the whole war on drugs has been this like hardship that we've gone through so that we can hopefully like spring forward and catapult into a deeper uh, clarity about it on a communal level. Yes. So we're not here to be putting people away anymore. Like that's just digging and ripping families apart, not helping anybody. Like that's not now, of course there's certain cases, right? Like that people probably should go to jail for. Right. And I understand that if you're using it maliciously, but if you're, if you're not like, I just don't understand. I don't see the point. Um, I do know bad people who do deserve to be there. And then I also know people who's like, just trying to put food on the table. They're not doing anything to harm anybody. Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, now they're a felon for the rest of their life. Like it, doesn't make sense you know yeah um and <clears throat> it's messed up i mean it's tragic honestly it's tragic it's 100 tragic like people i don't understand why you know like <laughs> some cases like i get it but most cases no like it just doesn't make sense to me and there needs to be a new narrative we don't need to be scared of of things and um that all comes with like testing our product and making sure we have reliable sources and not just getting it off the street from just anybody, you know, like you, you do need to be safe about the things you do and the people you are with. And there are, there are those people out there who are doing bad, deceitful things and it is ruining, you know, families and family structure. And I get that. Um, But that's also, you have to be safe with everything you do. And even that needs to be um, approached in a more uh, recovery-minded way, I think. I mean, even people that are doing uh, from petty crimes to violent crimes, I think that all crime is a is a cry for help, really. Yep. You know, yep. people aren't I – don't, I don't believe that they're evil people, you know. Right. I think right. that there are people, and people are very – adaptive and malleable and based on the life experiences that we have that's what shapes our personalities and our behaviors and actions and feelings and thoughts you know and so if we've been dealt a really hard hand of of cards in life you know that's naturally going to manifest and yeah you know what i'm getting at but you know when we're exactly like you stay in this bubble yeah you can't get out in there's a lot of pockets all over of literally neighborhoods, communities where you will never get out of this box. Like you will just be here. And there's a, there's absolutely people who get out of it, you know, but it's like, this is it. This is where you're at. And some of you will be able to get out and make a life for yourself but it's hard when that's all, you know, and that's exactly. all you've been shown is like, this is it. And, um, 
and it's usually a dog eat dog type of competitive, 100%. like aggressive environment. Yep. So that's a, a going to breed more aggression and more confusion, yep. more disconnection, you know, and, and, and then that's why we have these rules. The war against drugs is because of those people. It's like, yeah, but also you set these parameters. Exactly. Yeah. You created the problem <laughs> and created, created a shitty solution. To it. <laughs> exactly. It's like, fail <laughs> <laughs> on all accounts and it's it, again it's tragic i mean whole, yeah. like entire lives have been yeah. basically sacrificed as casualties to this war on drugs and you know and otherwise i mean we could get into a whole conversation about the prison system you know which we oh, yeah. have to get deep into but I, mean, yeah. I think like i was saying like any crimes i think that people are needing healing and needing recovery and needing experiences like what we're talking about where we're able to uh, firsthand reach this depth of presence and depth of um, open-heartedness, open-mindedness, whatever it may be, you know, yeah. we all have different, different wounds. So we need a little bit of a different flavor of medicine or whatever, different yeah. experience to integrate that, to make sense yeah. of it. You know, that's why I'm thankful that Sean and Cass asked us to be a part because I didn't, we were just talking when we were at Nelson's like there was no, when I was sitting in bed in, in Colorado, like by myself without my kids, just very alone, trying to get literally to the next day, I would dream and think of helping people. Like, I know this is very temporary in my life. I want to help people. Never did I think three years later talking to go get a drink with Sean, I don't know, a hundred steps that that would result in, Hey, <laughs> we really think that you and your mom, your family should be a part of this. When they asked, I'm like, Holy fuck, you know, I, okay. Was okay. it an immediate? Yes. Oh, it was a hell fucking yes. <laughs> you know, like Absolutely. Because Again, it's just full circle for 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 me personally, coming from the very dark pits to now I'm thriving. And of course, I want to have my life story, you know, shown because I've been through a lot of things. That's cool. But then also there's going to be a generation, an older generation that's going to see my mom. You know, she's in her 60s and early 60s. And you know, she's very like straight laced and doing her thing, but it was really cool to have that opportunity to sit with my mom and have that. And people have her point of view. So people who are like her will have her point of view and people who have been through my things will have my point of view. And neither one of us are crazy. Neither one of us are, you know, doing anything outside of maybe outside of social norms, but like, but still real life, real people. Period. Yeah. Period. Getting up, going to work, doing our thing, taking care of kids, you know, paying bills, doing all the same stuff. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, if we can do it, you can absolutely do it and have relief from your experience. Um, and I think everybody should trip with their parents. Like it, it's like a 12 step program. You should do the 12 steps. Even if you're not an alcoholic or a drug addict, you should do the 12 steps because you get something out of every, out of that. Yeah. But you should also sit in ceremony, <laughs> you know, like whether that's psilocybin, MDMA, ayahuasca, I, I, I fully am that person who's like, 
sit in ceremony. Yeah, I'm with you for sure. Yeah. So, so what was your mom's take on it? Was she at all resistant to the idea? Was she gung ho? Like, she was absolutely said yes. And then the closer we got to it, she got really nervous, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then after taping, she was like, oh, you know, a little bit nervous. But I think, like I told her, it's like, mom, she's really good at disassociating, you know. And I told her, I said, we're not going to tell them, take this out, take that out, take this out. Like, you being open and honest in all of your affairs is what you need to heal and other people need to hear your story. You are going to resonate with so many people. And, and I told her, I said, we just, you just need to be, you've done it. We've done it. Like, and there's going to be opportunity for more, you know, in the future. And like, I just, she was nervous. She was very nervous, but like, I'm just trying to, kind of hold her hand let her know like we're good like this is this is changing this is gonna who knows what it's gonna do who knows Mm, yeah yeah i try not to think too big on that because i'm like i already know that the reach that they have with their stuff and then to have a mother daughter doing it like i think that's really cool and i feel like i've seen stuff like this but maybe i haven't you know like i don't know I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a future memory <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> of the yeah, series exactly. that's in bloom here. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm really excited to see this particular part of it, but I'm also excited to, like, to see it grow. And yeah. if they can make it a full series, I just think that would be so powerful. I'm so excited you know? for that. Yeah. 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 So, um, so had your mom had any psychedelic experience or anything like that prior or... In college, she sat with some mushrooms, her and her friends did, and she had a great time, but nothing, nothing other than that, you know? Yeah, gotcha. She doesn't even, like, smoke weed well, you know? She doesn't handle that, handle that well, so. Gotcha. um, But she handled it really well, and it was, like, at one point, you know, it's like, okay, we started on the couch, and we're all just kind of sitting there, like, prim and proper, and then we all just kind of melt to the floor, you know, and just like get loose with it. And she's standing up like, oh, my gosh, like, oh, my gosh, I feel like I have a rod just right through my back and I'm sturdy and strong <laughs> you know, it's from my point of view. So and I almost kind of forget, like, what was happening during it, you know. So when we watch it, I'm going to be very much like, oh, my gosh, you know, because. I really don't even, I just remember sitting and crying a lot and talking to Michaela and then group hugging with my mom and kids. And um, I think everybody was able to get things out, but I was also, I took more than everybody. So I was really in kind of my own world too. So I'm, it's going to be new to me too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Super cool. Yeah. What has the integration process been like for you after the fact? Do you feel um, like you and your mom still have like that level of like, I mean, obviously you have this shared experience and like you bonded yeah. deeper yeah. and like more transparent than maybe for a while before that I'm making mm-hmm. a guess, but do you feel like it's easier to just have that level of like transparency now? Yes, I do. I also feel 
like some of my past insecurities with some of the things my mom does is popping up, um, which is fine. We live together right now, but we are going to be, I'm being the kids are moving and she'll be moving at the end of the month. So oh, gotcha. um, not that it's bad or anything like that, but for me, it's like, I've always had to be open and honest with everything I do. So if I feel some type of way, um, because I'm very intuitive when things happen, then I kind of, I do feel some type of way. It's like, it's okay that you have a past. And, you know, so she used to be a very big drinker um, for, I don't even know, like 20, 25 years, something like that. And, um, there was probably 10 days afterwards where she didn't and I'm great. And I also understand being a recovering addict that it normally doesn't happen the first time. Sometimes Mm -hmm. some people it does, and I'm super grateful that it does, but it takes a few times for people to get off of that. And for me, it's just like, be honest with me, you know? I'm going to be 38. Like, I don't need to be lied to. I also understand having gone through my own recovery. It takes a few times. Um, And I think she doesn't want to let people down. So it's like she has her own way of handling things, which is, which is fine. But I also going through all of like my ayahuasca retreats and all of these things that I've been doing to, fix me internally because I was so messed up that I know it's it's okay to be honest. Like, yes, I've had a few drinks, you know, Um, and I don't understand why she doesn't want, well, I guess I do understand that she doesn't want to look like she's failing, you know, Mm -hmm. and she's not failing. She's just being human and living the existence that she's living and that's fine and it's okay because we do stumble and we do fall but we do i'm here to support you know i do think that her and i should sit with another sitting of mdma soon um almost in the same vein of what you said about like recovery you know sometimes it takes a couple mm-hmm. swings before you really knock it out of the park you know mm-hmm. so yeah i could totally understand that and it just Having like a first session of like the novelty and excitement of like, whoa, this is super sweet, whatever. We're like vibing together. We haven't been able to talk like this in forever, whatever, maybe. But then another yeah. session of like, hey, let's actually like get into. And of course, I don't know how deep you guys got in the first session, but just yeah, how I might con- conceptualize it about it. I think maybe you, you did get, pretty well. Like, <laughs> yeah, could maybe get a little bit deeper into the weeds of certain things or ba- maybe a specific intention. Like, I want to like. I want to work on this one shadow. Like, why am I doing X, Y, and Z or whatever, you know? And, uh, you know, one thing I was just thinking when you were saying that, I was like, how toxic and insidious shame is, you know? Mm. It takes so many different forms of, like, wanting to please people, not wanting to let people down, that type of thing. But, like, like you were talking about, like, just being honest about your story. Like, that is the medicine, is being honest, you know? So that self-honesty, honesty with the community, you know, like... Even though it's it can feel embarrassing, and I, I get that, yeah. you know, but yeah. yeah, just moving past the shame and guilt because those are such just uh, toxic, low, very low states to be in, you know, and it's so unfortunately like kind of an epidemic. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's 
That's shame a- and guilt. Like those are two things that I literally, um, mm, um, my first ayahuasca, ayahuasca um, retreat, I literally had those demons in me and the shaman exercised those out of me. And I know it sounds really crazy, but literally the taste of sulfur came came out of my mouth. Um, he put his hands on me twice and the, like my self-hatred um, was gone and that anxiety was also gone. So I haven't dealt with that. Like it is what it is. Like the past happened and we don't have to like keep that with us. Cause that's definitely depression and don't have to worry about the future because that's super anxiety and nobody needs that in their life. Like you have to plan for things, right? But you don't have to fixate on things. And just really, it's like being present, being present. And for my mom, she needs to know that I'm here for her. And I hope she does because it's like she moved in. We moved in together. We've been together for a year, almost a year and a half now by the time we move. And She's been able to watch me every day grow. And because we haven't had that great of a relationship for a long time, you know, like my entire family stopped talking to me and shunned me. And I was just my own own wolf doing my own thing. And something happened to where my last bad relationship I was in, they finally realized like, okay, we need to stop shunning her because there's no reason. And I took everybody back. Like, I really was just like, I'm done with all of you guys. Like, I don't care if you're my mom. I don't care if you're my grandma, aunts, whatever. But then it's like, I'm a shitty person. I do that. And I don't want to be like them. So I'll be cool. And I'll let that veil down and I'll be, I'm here for you guys. Like no matter what. And, And that's also another thing with my kids is, There is nothing that you tell me that I will ever call the cops on you for, shun you for, kick you out of my life. Like, I might be mad, but there is nothing. Like, my love for you is ever undying. Like, I will infinite love, infinite care, infinite respect for you guys because I don't want them. They've already felt some type of way in their little lives, but I don't want them to feel what it's like to have your entire family (laughs) cut you off because of, because you needed help. Cause I needed help. You know, I didn't need to be shut off. I needed help, but I found that through like my supervisor. Like she, I didn't know her and she took me in and then I found mushrooms and then it's like, okay, I can do this. I will work on me and I will get to the very best version of myself that I can be to where it's like, undeniable undeniable that i've actually worked on myself you know right right yeah yeah not just a mental accolade or something but like it's you're you're proving it in your actions and and internally your your energy you know and all those things everything yeah everything i love that um yeah it it goes back to what we were talking about with like the prison system of like you know people Mm -hmm. people need help and we Mm -hmm. just unfortunately have so little structuring in our society around like support systems and through and the real stuff you know we have so many structurings for how to get food to you as quick as possible and you know (laughs) how to do all this frivolous stuff you know we've got so much infrastructure for that but then when it comes to like self-discovery and and support and working through emotional 
hangups and patterns and whatnot. Like that stuff is just sent to the fringes and and basically like made a taboo. You know, yeah. you, you've mentioned ayahuasca a few times. You know that that type of thing too. Like that's still. I mean, that is becoming more. You know, in in the mainstream conversation a little bit more these days. Have you sat? No, I haven't. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been one of those things that, like, yeah. yeah, once I heard about it, you know, when I was a teenager or whatever, like, it's like, okay, mm -hmm. I could definitely see that being very healing for me. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a human. I've got shadows. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm, I'm aware that I need to work through stuff for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I never wanted to seek it out. And that's kind of been my relationship with all of the things, psychedelics yeah. in, in particular. I just wait for them to come to me and they do, you know, yes. and I try to echo the call when they do, you know, I love it. <laughs> sometimes I don't, sometimes it, you know, sometimes I get scared, yeah, but I, no. I don't know. I, I, I say that more just to be funny, but like, no, seriously, I think when it, when it, when it ever like really does call to me, I, yep. I take the call. Yep. I, I fully understand that. Like our ego will tell us like, Ooh, we're going to have to open up that demon. You yeah. know, we're going to, face that and it's like yep and you'll be okay too like it it's really crazy um not crazy it's amazing especially this last retreat i was more i was able to work through like sacral cleansing which was really amazing and i was able to let trauma go out of my body and i literally shook for um the daytime ceremony was probably six hours and four of those six hours, I was just like shaking trauma out, but I was very present of everybody else. And for ayahuasca, you want to go inward and go within, but I couldn't help but be a part of everybody else's journey. And mm. it's truly amazing just watching everybody go through it, you know, like everybody goes through their own journey and it's not the same journey you and i will not go through the same journey even though we may be sitting across from each other like you're gonna go through your thing and i'll go through mine and you might see something scary you might go through something scary but always know that there is light at the end of the tunnel and they and the 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 shaman and the energy workers they will not let you stay in that like they definitely know when it's time to move the energy for you and they will move it um mm -hmm. there's beautiful music and we have a guitar player and we have sound sound bowls and like everybody does their own thing and it's just when i say it's a tribe i truly mean that it is a tribe of people and i literally thank god for answering that manifestation or prayer you know because i mean really they're the same thing and um i'm just thankful like mm -hmm. i i'm so thankful because um i now i'm like asking people or or not asking but hey here's the information you do with it what you want just know i'll be there whether mm -hmm. i'm sitting on the mat or volunteering like you'll see me at these because that's how passionate i am of helping people um that's beautiful i love it <laughs> you know it just it reminded me of uh, something else i wanted to say when you're talking about family um the the unconditional love and like you were talking about towards your kids like no matter what you say like 
you know, I'm not going to shun you. Like I'm, I'm here for you no matter what type of deal. And it's that no matter what, like I was just having a conversation with a buddy a couple nights ago and he was sort of representing like the more traditional um, take on even just like relationships and stuff Mm. and sort of as a uh, rebuttal or response to what is kind of the new agey type of, uh, you know, just cut toxic people out of your life if they're toxic ever, just cut them, you know, whatever. And I think that there's probably a healthy middle ground between those two things, you know, uh, versus loyalty and just like, yes, uh, whatever you would call the other (laughs) rigorous cutting people out of your life or whatever. Um, And yeah, it was just, it was just an interesting thing to hear him say, because again, there are situations where you need to take space you know, yep. maybe not cutting someone out of your life entirely, but to take space from a dynamic yep. is necessary for for healing and for self-discovery. Um, but yeah, there is something to be said for that unconditional, like, I'm going to be here for you no matter what. And I think that's sort of like a default expectation with family. Mm-hmm. But we have the opportunity to also gift that to people that we, you know, our chosen family. Exactly. You know? And that's just such a beautiful thing you know unconditional love and acceptance and i just feel like that doesn't get represented enough in our current culture it's much more of the individualist just like take care of you honey (laughs) and literally i was that person like i have already grieved your guys's deaths even though you very much are alive and living and doing well like i'm i'm done with you guys because when i needed help you guys just called the cops on me and got rid of me versus like taking me to rehab you know we have several of those in town but i understand parents side of the of the of the coin like they were watching me kill myself you know and that's and i have three kids you know like the last thing that anybody needs is for me to be gone and then i have totally disrupted and made everybody completely sad and i took a long time for me to tell them thank you for that but i do thank them for that because that put me on a road of <clears throat> okay you really messed up lacy but go to rehab for a year which i fell short of a year but went to rehab and got everything i needed out of there and then i had to be held accountable by the courts so it's like They called my phone and I would have to go take a drug test. It didn't matter if it was every day of the week I was doing, I had to go do it and they call and I had to be there in 15 minutes. So I was held accountable for a very long time. And then I did NA and AA and all these things. And then I got a job and I was open and honest with my employer about what I had done. And they gave me an opportunity, which then led me to all my other opportunities to where now it's like I'm self-employed and I, you know, will also hire people who need help, you know, and I understand what that means. And just they need one person to um, believe in them. And it's like, I do, like, I understand. And um, as far as family goes, it's like. That's also why I'm doing all these retreats and doing all of this like internal psychedelic work. You know, it's like because that gets me out of my ego and out of me. And it's like, okay, without 
them, there would be no me. And without me, there would be no kids. And we all have same lineage lineage. And mm-hmm. regardless of my feelings, like I, I do love them and I do cherish them and I do appreciate their hard love. And it might not make sense, but it is what it is. And letting go of that stuff has helped with psychedelics. Like I will never get on prescription pills. Um, I won't do that. And going through ayahuasca and even MDMA, it makes you feel those things, but you work through it. Like you literally purge that stuff out. And it's not just masking. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't, I don't, you don't, you don't, I don't, my mom doesn't, whoever sits, you don't have to keep letting that be a thing. You have choice Mm -hmm. and you've worked through it. Now let that shit go. Like it's, it's done. Yeah. And, and the value of psychedelics is that sometimes that's what it allows you is a chance to see Mm -hmm. your stuff from a vantage point where you recognize that you do have a choice. Yep. Because a lot of a lot of times we're we're lost in the weeds, you know, we're lost yeah. in the Yeah, just we're too close to the situation, we're too deep in a groove. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that psychedelics can do is just sort of like reset the grooves. You can see that you have a clean slate to work with. Okay, yep. yeah, you do have these patterns. These grooves are gonna come back after yep. this experience. Yep. But now you have a reference point that you can create other patterns. Exactly. You know? But I think that's and that's where facilitation comes in and comes into the conversation in my mind is is uh to do it consciously in the in the process of going through a psychedelic experience and also in the integration and the yes. aftermath, you know, checking in with people and being like yes. or or setting up some sort of uh structure for how are we going to make different choices? How are we going to recognize our triggers when they occur? And how are we going to create space? And ability to act differently than we are habituated to do, you know. That's everything that I'm working on now is like facilitating, you know, because I I know how to do it while we're doing, while we're in ceremony, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely the aftermath that's really important is we're not going to just sit and go through all this work and then I'm going to drop you off and that's it. Like, let's have a month of integration or... You know, if you need six weeks of integration, of weekly integration, whatever that looks like for you, then that's what I'm here for. Because I don't want anybody to go through such profound experience and then just like, what do I do with it? You know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that can be dangerous for people sometimes too, Mm -hmm. to have such a powerful Mm -hmm. experience and then just be sort of disoriented and knocked off of being grounded into the reality that we're in. Exactly. You know? So yeah, that's, that's huge too. So yeah, you you mentioned uh, wanting to get into facilitating. Uh, where are you at in that process? Like, are you working with an other facilitators to sort of learn? Or yeah, tell me about that. I am, which I'm super excited for. Cool. Um, I was actually connected with somebody in the city who I'll be sitting with at the end of the month, and um, just kind of taking things that I like from all the retreats that I've been on too, like integrating those into what I'm doing, but also um, like growing my own stuff like that because I know where they're coming from and I know the love that I'm putting into them. And then knowing 
healthy sources to get other things from too. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like putting pen to paper for the integration. Like what type of questions, what type of structure do I want with that afterwards? And as a generator <laughs> with human design, I know that I need to respond to things and what lights me up. So it's like, I'm not in a rush to do the, I, I'm not in a rush to do the facilitating because I want to make sure that I am showing up fully. However, I do sit with my friends. Um, I'm sitting with people who are first timers and I've had really good success so far. I mean, it's very in its infancy stage, but it's, mm. um, it's happening. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing how things happen. Like I, I really, I don't know. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It gets to that point. Doesn't it? <laughs> you just gotta sit back and be like, wow. Yeah. Gratitude. Yeah. yeah like Aww. I am not in control and that's beautiful. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. That's that's a big one. That's that's a huge, huge psychedelic and spiritual merit badge is to get to that point of, you know what? I've been a control freak all my life. Or maybe just surrounded by control freaks or something. Oh, <laughs> there's there's nothing that I need to control. Like we're taken care of by the mis the by the mystery. The mystery of the moment. We're taken care of, you know. Yeah, that gives me shivers when you say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's powerful. It is powerful. And it's so easy to forget, but it can also be really easy to remember too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And and I think people have to have, because people say coincidences. It's like, let's not use that word. I, everything is a synchronicity. And I think it all is supposed to happen when it's happening, how it's happening, and where, like all of the who, what, when, where, why, it's all synchronistic. And if it isn't meant to be, that doesn't mean it's not. It's You're forcing something to happen where it needs to just flow. And mm -hmm. that timing is not the right timing. Right. It's like having a seed for a plant and you put it in mm -hmm. the ground and you're just so, I need this fruit. Right. I need this fruit. Well, you're not going to get it by poking at the seed in the soil. You got to right. give it what it needs. Time, yep. patience. <laughs> sunlight, <laughs> patience, water. Water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can insert whatever <laughs> metaphors make sense for you there. But. Yeah. <laughs> But it's still not going to work when you want it to work. You know? Yeah, yeah, it, it's on its own out. timing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> trust the timeline for sure. Cool. Well, this has been really amazing. Thank you so much for doing this, Lacey. I really appreciate I, you coming on. I hope I didn't go on too many tangents. Um, well, like I said, I love tangents. It's part of <laughs> natural conversation. I try to, I try to, you know, in conversations to try to keep the what I call the spine of the conversation. I try to keep it in the back of my mind. So if we get too far out, I I feel like I'm pretty good at reeling it back in. You so. definitely are and I appreciate yeah, that. I'm, I'm like, huh, what did I get off on that? <laughs> and like really no, back in, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I have noticed that with with some people. That's why I make a point to say it in the beginning. It's like some people are like, oh shoot, I'm getting off on a tangent and then they get nervous. And it's like, no dude, it's it's totally fine. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's a natural flow. Like we want it to be organic. Yes. But anyway. Sean, so. you're amazing. I I honestly like any I'm open for more conversations in the future cool. too. Um me too. Yeah. I'm also wanting to start my own podcast. And that's something that it's taken me a while, but this is the year where I'm supposed to be putting it out. And Mayor told me that. So I one hundred percent believe what Mayor says. And I do know like intuitively, instinctually that 
that's happening. So at that Heck point, yeah. I'd love to have you on too because I, I'm just I'm here for it. <laughs> Heck yeah, yeah, me too. I love that. Let me know if there's any way I can help support. If you cool, cool, any, yeah, anyway. Thank um, you. So, so one way I like to end the episodes is just asking if there's anything that you want to highlight from the conversation um, and or anything that you wanted to say that you didn't get a chance to say. Mm. If anybody has any questions, comments, concerns about psychedelic use and how to integrate that, I would love to be able to answer any questions or be available for that because I do believe this is um, the way of the future too. And for a lot of people, and I would love to be able to help people through that. So maybe I could put my like Instagram or Facebook stuff in. Yeah. I don't know if you have um, a comment section or whatever, but yeah, yeah. I'll put it in the description. Yeah. Yeah. I want people to know that even if you want to have questions answered, like I would love to open up that, um, that dialogue and that, you know, okay. communication is so important. So absolutely. Here for that. Sweet. Thank you so much for that. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, what, what is your, uh, your IG handle? So I have a couple of them. Um, I will do living in alignment HD for Instagram okay. And then Lacey Gemini Fun also on Instagram. I have a couple different ones because I post different things, but really they're the same because I'm I don't switch things up when it comes to that. But I I have my workout stuff that I'm doing and my human design and just family life and all the above. But yeah, cool. that's that's where people can reach me at. Sweet, awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So all excited. right, sweet, sweet. Thanks, Lacey. <laughs>